0: We'll
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, my name is Adam Portress and I'm joined as always by Matt Smith.
0: We're here to talk about another movie.
1: Surprise! Surprise! We talk about movies on the show that where we talk about movies, huh? What, what are the What are the odds of that? I'd say pretty good. Pretty solid, I think. Pretty, pretty solid bet that the show that the show that talks about movies will talk about a movie. If we started talking about gardening, I think that would really be that would put people for a loop. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know about begonias? Begonias are really one of the most underrated flowers. Begonias a flower, right?
0: Uh, I thought it was Patagonia, or is that the outdoor equipment? I think thing?
1: that's. I think that's. A, I think that's another thing. <laughs> I, I know what a begonia. Is. I stay a lot inside. I stay a lot inside. My, my so.
0: grandfather. <laughs> Quite a gardener, actually. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed that shit. Yeah, roses mostly. Okay, there you go. The bulbs really nice roses. and stuff. I know about things like that. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. But uh, uh, yeah. yeah, so we, we talk about movies, and this week is no exception. Damn it, uh, we're going to be talking about this, of course, as uh, as you might have remembered from a couple weeks past. Uh, we're doing kind of shorter episodes now, every other week, and getting to more in-depth reviews. So a little bit shorter episode, but we're going to focus on one particular subject. This week we have a movie that uh, appeared. I, did it? I know it went to festivals and stuff like that, but I think it just uh, premiered I think on it was HBO. It
0: Sundance? Sure, I Th- think it played Sundance. They're all no. Of- uh, South by Southwest. That's where it was, yeah. and um, it recently uh, was broadcast on HBO. Uh, it's it's an. I guess it was picked up for distribution by or or produced by HBO, and sure. then played at the festival. Um, And it was broadcast in uh, late January for the first time. So it's currently airing on HBO as well as available, of course, like everything on uh, their various streaming services now and go.
1: Yep. So today's movie is Beware the Slender Man, directed by Irene Taylor Brodsky. Uh, Let us go ahead and take a listen to the trailer. The
0: Palest Man Bigger than the tallest brute. Fear the man, the Slender Man. For he can do what no one can. Came upon a 12-year-old female. She appears to be stabbed. She appears to be what? Stabbed? Stabbed? Wire and Geyser are accused of stabbing the friend and leaving her for dead. Police say the suspects were inspired by a character on a website. Slender Man, a faceless ghoul.
1: Thought she could possibly believe that it was real. she told me we had to. She said that he'd kill our families. Who's he? Um, a man. He could be anywhere from six feet to 14 feet tall. He doesn't have a face. His skin is white.
0: She needed to prove that Slender Man existed and would be able to do that by killing somebody. Forget how much it sucks to be a kid. They don't know how to differentiate between fantasy and reality. People are captivated by Man. That's what I call power. To believe in a boogeyman isn't that hard. And yeah, they believe it was real. She lifts up her jacket, shows me the handle of a
1: knife. What were you thinking? Dear God, this is really happening. <laughs> That was the trailer for Beware the Slender Man. Here's the uh, IMDb plotline. Tells of the story of two 12-year-old girls who attempted to murder one of their friends in an attempt to appease Slender Man, a fictional monster, from a horrible website. As we said before, this is uh, directed by Irene Taylor Brodsky. Now, um, Slender Man is something that I I was only aware of like for maybe the past two years, I think. At, at, how long have you kind of known about it?
0: Uh, I mean, like given my own interests, I'm aware of, uh, the various creepypasta stuff going on online, but I'm not like big into it. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, come across it from time to time. Slender man, um, uh, has been around for a while. I probably, I don't know, sometime around like 2011 or 12, uh, somewhere around in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of uh, came across it Mostly because um, There were uh, I don't know There were like Game iterations of this oh, And yeah. it started to crop up in other media um, So like For instance there's an episode of uh, Of the show Lost Girl uh, Which um, it Was a Canadian Show that uh, was broadcast here on Sci-Fi, I believe Um, uh, that I used to watch, I think it's off the air now, but like there's, there's an episode, uh, in, in which he, um, like makes a a kind of a referenced appearance basically. Mm Um, uh, oddly enough, I was looking, um, through, uh, like some of the, some of the uh, background on this. And, uh, also he's like, just to show you how pervasive this has become, uh, there's an episode in of, of uh, like my little pony friendship is magic, uh, where there's a pony version of the slender man wow. in it. Yeah, that's Supernatural has an episode with him in it. Um, so it's been around a while. I think it started around like 2009. Yeah. So kind of really the origin point more, uh, kind of
1: pervasive I,
0: new boogeyman stories. Yeah. And, and the way that like, uh, creepypasta really works right In in the way that uh slender man became um widely disseminated known is that like people kind of build these mythologies anew right they're not necessarily traditional versions of stuff although like most folkloric creations throughout the ages uh creepypasta are um based on previous iterations of things mm-hmm. or similar stylized things. Right. So the idea of the boogeyman, uh, in fact, uh, Slender man himself, right. Like is, uh, kind of stylistically like a Jack Skellington yeah,
1: figure, like which, is a, which is a, yeah, it's like a that which is a, yeah. Like the silence from Dr. Who.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, also like what, what Slenderman's really pay, playing around with are two kind of, uh, weird fiction mythologies right like uh, there's a little bit of like old gods kind of thing to him right uh as, as well like fucking tentacles and shit depending um as well as just uh you know probably most noticeably uh shadow person mm-hmm. mythology right which is like one of the most pr- Prevalent cross-cultural uh, folkloric things in existence, uh, like uh, as a, as a mythology, as, as shadow people, um, and Slenderman is kind of building all and all of that, and functions as a construct. Now, the documentary ends up not being necessarily about Slenderman, um, although he is somewhat thoroughly explored as a concept, um, but it's about. The uh, infamous crimes um, that were committed in 2014 where uh, two uh, teenage girls, uh, I think one of them at the time was 12 uh, and the other one 13, um, took one of their friends out in the woods uh, one morning or into a a wooded area and stabbed them um, uh, nearly fatally uh the girl ended up surviving and now the girls are on trial and uh mostly the documentary functions as kind of like a true crime exposé documentary um that does explore how creepy pasta plays into uh the events that have happened the potential um spreadability of these things uh particularly among uh young people uh who are exposed to them most frequently mm-hmm. um, and and kind of their cultural influence and, and the place in culture a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the interesting things is, is like you said, is like is how these things further on and stuff because, you know, back when we were kids, they'd tell stories, you know, you'd hear like ghost stories and stuff, but you'd hear them at like, you know, uh, like little social events, or on the playground, or something like that, or if you had like a sleepover or something like that, they'd really be done in the more traditional oral sense, right? And yeah. but uh, but as is want today, technology is very pervasive in everything, and there's obviously so much more access to so many other things, and when you can have that kind of you know. Everybody sit around the campfire and tell a spooky story available on, you know, a mobile device anywhere, everywhere, 24-7, 365. That stuff can emanate out in in such a rapid, viral fashion that has never been heard or seen of before. And it's quite astounding how that works. And, like, really, and they Mm -hmm. go in a little bit within the movie on how, like, this Story itself has been you know disseminated amongst not only American culture but culture outside the US as well. Another thing yeah. that's also doesn't happen I, I could be I could be wrong and maybe you're probably better expert about this than I am. By and large, except for like large you know very broad swaths and everything, a lot of cultural stories don't necessarily translate over to other cultures nearly as easily.
0: Uh, that's true. There's some uh, basic
1: I mean, sort of stuff, but like very kind and, of more specifically, I guess. And
0: and one of the things they talk about in uh, in the documentary, and you can read a little more about it online, is uh, w- what ends up like making that leap for the Slender Man, right? The reason that this this mythology is transferable among cultures is uh, kind of that it does function like. A traditional folkloric creation right mm-hmm. there are the um the variations depending on who's telling the tale mm-hmm. so that certain elements are the same and certain elements are different right the one consistent thing is um that uh it is a boogeyman figure and it is thin right but even beyond that uh there are variations right so like Uh, Even the girls uh, in the documentary, uh, in the footage we have from their interrogations, talk about uh, the fact that, like, the Slender Man can be anywhere from 7 feet to 14 feet tall, right? Um,
1: Which is interesting. And can sometimes have tentacles
0: out of its back, right? Yeah. yeah. And and so, like, so it's that. It's also that it's uh, collaborative, right? So anybody can contribute to the mythos of it. Um, which is very much folklore, right? As one tale gets told, another element gets added. Uh, different cultures pick it up and uh, transfer their own identities into it. Um, but as opposed to happening
1: and, over, you know, dozens, if not hundreds, of years, it happens, you know, over months to early and because, single years. Yeah, and because
0: of the internet, like it's this rapid process, mm-hmm. right? Um, which, uh, interestingly enough, I right, like they get uh, one of the like more fascinating interviews. Uh, although he's a somewhat controversial figure these days, uh, like uh, Richard Dawkins, right? Talking uh, who uh, kind of is the first person who ever theorized uh, what a meme is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in his interview in this documentary, talking about how those things uh, spread and how um, they can affect people in much the same way that, uh, like a pathological, uh, thing can have, like pathogens can mm-hmm. infect people because of easy spreadability. and, um, I, and I, I generally, and he, and he gen- kind of builds on that. I mean, he, he has this like profound understanding of biological, uh, genetics, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the whole idea behind the meme is that it's this little piece of information that can be spread from person to person and can also adapt uh, to different needs and forms. Um, and, and just hearing him talk about that in context of what happens in this, uh, stabbing case, uh, is really kind of fascinating, um, a, as a, uh, like potential, uh, this may or may not be kind of kooky, but it also makes perfect fucking sense. Kind of
1: Yeah. Thing. And I I can I often find Dawkins to be just a quite the blowhard, but he's a he's a great addition to this. The information and stuff that he brings in is just it's very on point and stuff. So I, I was at first I was like, oh boy, Richard Dawkins. Yeah, when we you go. can get him but, to
0: yeah. when you can get him to talk very pointedly about something, right? Like within a specific context, he's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, but great great addition here, and they have other people talking stuff as well for that have you know varying levels of. Uh, of expertise and things but uh one of the interesting things about this is is obviously as you kind of heard there in the trailer is that they did this to appease something that at the end of the day the odd part to me is it's like they almost know what they're doing to to quote unquote appease this this uh slender man character it almost feels like they know it's BS, but yet they still buy into it so much. I think that's—I think that was a very interesting thing to me. Or did you get that vibe?
0: Well, it's—I think the case is made that it is. Um,
1: because to me, like one of the things—it's
0: age as well, you know? right? Like, uh, like both the the girls involved in this uh, are very young. Uh, they spend a lot of time dealing with it. Uh, alone right um one of them apparently has some sort of mental condition right hallucinatory Mm -hmm. they say that um that it's it's very likely um
1: schizophrenic as kind of passed schizophrenia from her dad and stuff yeah
0: yeah so I think there are a lot of factors. One thing that drove me a little nuts as far as people talking about what the causes of this were um, was the one girl's father discussing uh, the phobia about iPads.
1: Yeah, he really, this was a, this was quite the anti-iPad commercial.
0: (laughs) Well, it it just, it doesn't even like, like the iPad certainly facilitates, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but it's not a root cause.
1: No, you know no. what I mean
0: like like there are other things going on like like not being uh, involved uh, socially with a lot of people your age right the mm-hmm. one of the uh people who are interviewed about the case and their work on it I forget uh, how she was involved but she she says right I think it was one of the cops she's like you know I have no doubt that if these girls were part of a larger fin- friends group. Mm-hmm it would have never gotten to this
1: right. It would have been
0: something they were engaged in and discussed. And then that was kind of that. There'd be a bit more accountability and things
1: of that nature. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And once you have the relative isolation, once you have, um, uh, the small friends group, one of whom, uh, has potentially a, a psychosis, right. um, It's it ends up being kind of a perfect stew, and uh, the way that the father uh, kind of gloms on to the fact that it's the the iPad, um, is a little weird to me. It's like uh, like there are a lot of things going on. Like perhaps the way she was using the iPad, I don't know, but uh, you know. I know plenty of people who do nothing but sit on forums and watch videos online from the time they're preteens until they're adults, and even after they're adults. Um, So, I mean, like my niece and nephew who are three and five
1: know how to use an iPad. You just hand it to them, and they know exactly what to do. So, I mean, it's it's something that's been that's going to be pervasive.
0: Yeah, well, we have like a basic uh, like intuitive ability to grasp. touch screen interaction, right? Because it operates on perception, mm-hmm. uh, auditory and visual and touch. Right. So like we understand all those things from the time we're a goddamn infant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's no, no surprise that the iPad is something we are easily, uh, uh, immured with. right? Mm-hmm. So,
1: but yeah. it, it, it's fascinating what the, what the girls kind of go through and, and it really, the whole thing for me put me on quite the uh, quite the roller coaster of every every kind of feeling that I could have. Because there are p- parts and times that you're just like, oh, these are stone cold crazy killers. And something that was interesting to me, I don't, tell me if you caught this, is uh, the one girl, at the one point during the interrogation and everything, they literally, like, same color and everything, I mean, even though the movie was in black and white, Put like the 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 police blanket around her gave a very kind of Norman Bates vibe. Did you catch that? Because mm-hmm. that's yeah that, a little bit that hung, that hung out to me big time of just like oh wow this really kind of and they weren't making a film this is just straight from interrogation footage right, but with that around her, you do get like a, oh she she might be cuckoo bananas, uh, but the kind of like almost like weird remorse that they don't, that like they have remorse, but they don't at the same time, which is interesting. And you go through phases of feeling mad at them and then feeling sorry for them and kind of like, oh, I wish things were better to back to, you know, angry with them again, because it's just like, you you don't know what to believe. And the the jury literally and figuratively is still out as to everything that kind of goes Um, on within this entire film.
0: I mean, the trial is not started, right? Uh, one thing that I, th- that I think is very troublesome that the documentary does do a very even handed job of presenting, but also like ultimately I think falls, uh, a little short of taking like, a uh, like a stand that needs to be taken here is that, uh, under Wisconsin law, these girls are being tried as adults
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the, and the court ruled that they were to be tried as adults even after the motion had been uh, made, the appeal had been made to move them to juvenile court. Mm -hmm. The girls when this occurred were 12 and 13 years old. Yeah. Like I really have a problem. Like, yes, there was premeditation. Yes, there was an understanding of what they were doing. Yes, there was all these factors. But it is also a fact that one of them has some sort of mental disorder. Uh, whether it is in fact schizophrenia i don't know because the person who has diagnosed them uh, is not really given a clear title in the film right mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's their her like her actual psychiatrist uh who she's been working with or whatever right we we learn that she's on medication voluntarily mm-hmm. uh now that she's incarcerated now yeah um and has been diagnosed right but like we know that we know that the other one clearly had social issues and was glomming onto like this confluence of events. I have a major problem with the, with the fact that the state has decided to uh, try them as adults.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Um, Cause I, I kind of like I'm, I'm the same way. It's like, to me, that's a tough one, but at the same time, it's like, I really do get both arguments. And, and frankly, I, it's tough for me to really fall down on the side because it's just like, I feel like compelling arguments could be given to either. I feel like given the age, I'd rather, I'd, I'd err towards probably, you know, juvenile court, but it, it's yeah, the events I, that right. go around I, it I are extraordinary, like, so it's, it's tough.
0: But I do feel like like when you are 12 and 13, even without any other problems, your cognitive uh, state is in in a massive state of flux anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, as you're reaching puberty, but also, uh, like you're still developing and learning a shit ton about reality. Right. Um, it's not like they were 15 or 16, right. They weren't in high school. These were like early middle school, Mm -hmm. right. Fifth grade, I think. Right. Um, That just seems, I mean, like, the whole reason that juvenile court and uh, juvenile detention exists in the first place is that we recognize uh, that there is a developmental difference between somebody who is uh, a young teenager or a child and somebody who is 16, 17, 18 years old, even when it comes to murder. Charges, yeah, right? and it's interesting or attempted murder, which is what they're charged with yeah. because they didn't kill the girl. It's attempted murder,
1: but it's interesting because they they go through and it seems, at least within the interrogation, that they believe what they're saying is actually true. It doesn't feel like, hey, this, like, sometimes it does. There's a couple times where it feels like, hey, this is just kind of a story thing that we know that we got off on a website. It feels like they know it's not real. And there are other times where it very much seems like that's what we did because that's the thing that we needed to do in order to accomplish the goals that we
0: set out, which is very bizarre. But I also think both of those things is true, right? Mm -hmm. Like they understand reality even as they believe otherwise, right? I mean, this is the whole nature of belief is you have sensory evidence of one thing, right? And yet you still can believe that the thing that that sensory evidence disproves, Mm -hmm. right? Your own cognition, your own, ability to touch and see and feel and whatever else, you can still believe the other thing. Yeah,
1: very true.
0: I mean, people do this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, even even my own research, right? Like, pe- people who think they're hunting for ghosts, they believe both that uh, you are <laughs> able to disprove a haunting with technology as well as prove a haunting with technology, <laughs> right? And it's like... Okay. (laughs) The way they understand technology, right? Recordings is the crux of it. And it's a very complex understanding of what the possibilities of of, uh, recording technologies are, right? Mm -hmm. Just like for these young girls, the understanding of what Slender Man is, uh, and even if they understand that the Slender Man uh, mythos is uh, fictionalized, there is still a like, cultural understanding mm-hmm. that there is a fucking dark force or a boogeyman figure mm-hmm. and you know oh, that also carries some weight especially the younger you are right if you're still believing that there's fucking santa claus
1: mm-hmm. to which they Well there may as well santa. be the
0: boogeyman right
1: yeah
0: yeah and they talk about that shit too right uh, uh Morgan I believe right mm-hmm. um
1: bleeding santa claus uh, so she was like was, up to 11 or 12 uh,
0: yeah, it was not told that Santa Claus until she was 11 or 12. Right. So, you know, uh, I'm just saying there's a very clear, like breakdown here that I, I wish the filmmaker, like, uh, like, uh, the, the documentarians, uh, that had made all the West Memphis three films, right. When mm-hmm. they, uh, when those films came out, they like, they're very clearly like marshaling evidence toward, uh, toward an outcome that's supportive of the people who are in court. I think it's a little <laughs> harder to do here because the girls uh, admitted that they did it. It's mm. very cl- uh, cut and dry as far as like what the actions and the timeline were.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, there's no false accusation at, at play, no. but it is like on one level, a potential miscarriage of justice. If uh, these girls end up locked in prison for the next 35 years for something they did when they were twelve years old,
1: yeah, it's it's,
0: which it, is a possibility. Yeah, I mean, it,
1: but it, that, to me, that's so. what also makes this thing wildly interesting and entertaining. Is that there's so much to it, and I feel like this really could have almost been a trilogy of movies to really kind of dissect things a little bit better. To where you know this movie could be the the kind of setup to where everything goes. Second being trial, and then third being after trial. I think this could really easily and I don't think it's going to be structured that way. I don't know that they'll do it, but I think that could be that would have been a really interesting way to parse all this out because I think there's a lot on the table to 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 chew because I think mm-hmm. to me not only is the it, I, I, think it, I think it all really marries quite well as far as, like, from what you want to do as to the mythology and standing and whatever, what, what leads to the Slender Man stuff, because that in and of itself is, is a fascinating subject, but we do weave it in with this actual, you know, with this actual, uh, you know, murder case or, or attempted murder case, um, and having that play back and forth of what, what would lead one to the other, I think that, it, and it could technically at this point be this have this movie be that the next movie be a trial and then the next movie be the aftermath after that, uh, and release over several years, of course. But yeah. And I think that's what ultimately makes this, this like And some of the, some of the choices are interesting how they edit and how, how the story is relate to us and everything. Part of me likes it. Part of me doesn't like it.
0: I don't know. I do. I do really like the integration of the videos, into Mm. it because that is such a large portion of what the mythology actually is online Mm -hmm. and it is also a lot of what they would have been exposed to
1: yeah giving you a real idea of like fan-made slender man stuff a lot of the the pictures and photographs and things that you would have seen Mm -hmm. online to really because because while we can't sit here and you know read you a story uh, you can see some visuals and hear a little bit of the story, and it gives you a bigger breath and idea of to you know what they had uh, you know going through their heads at the time, and I think that's yeah. really interesting because here's the thing: this this thing, this entire documentary is very unsettling. It's very yes, it, it's it's unsettling. It's kind of like you know, I, I feel weird calling a documentary scary, but I think it is. I think there's a lot of scary elements in this thing of, you know, what people think, how they think and what can drive people to do things. And like I said, it, you go everything from like angry to sad, empathetic with these girls and everything and it, it just kind of brings you on a roller coaster and I think that's actually some pretty good filmmaking there to be able to kind of put you on that ride.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the film is like really well made. Um Stylistically, it, it it's very effective, so uh, I'm definitely down with that. Mm. Um, but yeah,
1: but yeah, I'll be interested to see you know what and if they do anything with this and what the kind of follow up for all of it is. That's one of the it's a good slash bad thing, you know that that it's that it's finished up as soon as it did because the trial hasn't started yet. It's like the um there's a great book called uh, Tearing Down the Wall of Sound, which is all about the uh, life and career of Phil Spector. But it goes all the way up until his uh, until the uh, the the murder trial. But you know the trial hadn't taken place by the time that the book was written, so you miss out on all that part, which is kind of unfortunate because that's also the the last third act, which is important. You know, yeah. So it's kind of yeah, unfortunate yeah, yeah. that we end where we do, but it does leave it open to do a follow up if and they feel like they need to. But I, but it's an interesting enough subject to where if they were like you know. Had some sort of follow up. I would definitely watch it, especially come from this filmmaker. Like I said, it was it's yeah. for what's what, is it like two hours almost? It's it's very engaging.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm down to keep following this uh, case. I mean, I'm kind of interested anyway. So uh, so I've been sort of checking in on it periodically. But I think the the film does a good job of condensing a lot of information as well as uh, showing some of the uh, inside track of uh, what's developed as the case has been, uh, going on within the court system and, uh, and what the cops have been dealing
1: with yeah, right? and family and friends and stuff. So it's, it's, it's got a nice, it's got a nice, you know, wide breath on it to make sure that, you know, you're, you're seeing stuff from a lot of different angles. I think that's really important and, uh, quite necessary in this thing. So yeah, that's a good recommendation for me. I would think for you as well.
0: Uh, yeah, Let's, yeah, you should watch this.
1: Thing. Yeah, so uh, that that's uh, beware, beware the slender man. It is out on HBO on all of the HBO stuff right now. So check that out. Uh, definite recommendation from us and everything. Uh, so that's another one, man. We have uh, done yet another little kind of breakdown here of everything. Hopefully, you guys like this. If you have any suggestions or anything, why don't you hit us up at thefilmfind at gmail Let us know if there's something out there that you might like us to watch, and uh, you know, maybe if it's a if it's a really good one, we'll uh, we'll talk about it, man. So in two even weeks, even
0: if it's a bad one, honestly,
1: yeah, that's tr- hey, we watched Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. I'll bring that up until the day that we die. We'll clearly watch anything. <laughs> Uh, but we decided to go for something uh, good <laughs> for the next go round. So in two weeks, uh, we're going to be doing a, a show just like this one, where we discuss uh, the Don Siegel invasion of the Body Snatchers from uh, 1956. Woo, that's uh, a long time ago. It's 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 a it's it's what they call a hot minute. It's the
0: it's the Red <laughs> Scare, y'all.
1: Uh, but, oh, such a, such a good movie, and we'll talk about that and its, uh, its relationship to the times with which it was uh, taking place in, man. So, uh, really cool. So, join us back then there. Matt, until then, where
0: can we find more of your work on the internet, sir? Uh, follow me on Tumblr, conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com, and uh, on Twitter, at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith
1: very good and of course my other podcast here moviepodcast.com new superhero movies every single day i mean come on man this time of year when we're getting into the march and the 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 aprils and the oh my gosh dude it is getting like this year is so heavy we're we're booked out all the way through april with hmp that's that's how much stuff is coming down the pipe man so uh yeah head on over there check that out preacher podcast coming up very soon and of course nerd talk now check it out facebook.com slash nerd talk now that is it everybody we'll see you next week with some new release movies from the theater for matt smith i'm matt and take it easy everybody